This is to make it fun. Fun will now commence. Some kind of... Like... Some kind of... <laughs> some kind of... Some kind of... Some kind of... Some kind of some kind of some kind of some kind of It's a podcast. It's the guy and the guy and the guy. I'm and Mike. yet another guy. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's true. He is male. <laughs> guy and a guy and a guy and a dog. Close it's, it's thundering outside. <laughs> oh, oh, your dog, scared. Scared. oh, now we're making fun of him and he's getting <laughs> up and leaving. I'm Mike. I'm Craig. And here we are. Episode 201. 201 episodes ago. Did you think we'd ever get to episode 201? No. <laughs> Notice the lack of hesitation in that <laughs> response. I wasn't done with the question, and he was already <laughs> chuckling and spouting out no. I'm deeply surprised this I, is still going on. I, I, I accepted the possibility that we might get to 100, and thus we numbered them with three digits. Yes. <laughs> and now the dog is licking my knee. <laughs> A lot. Is it the <laughs> the front or the back? It's the right in the kneecap and the other knee. Yep. Up the crotch. Nope. Get out of there. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Making the rounds. Me and you aren't like that, dog. Oh man. Lay don't down, look at, buddy. Don't look at me like that. Lay down. Um, I just met you. For the record, uh, coming into this episode, since we have before, not including today, two hundred full episodes. Uh huh. Um, and we've speculated, so I went and actually did a count Yeah. of who... You shouldn't have bothered, because I already had a whole spreadsheet with all of this on there. Didn't we figure out it was well, your brother or why'd you never? Why'd you never talk about it? Because it's my spreadsheet. Wasn't I on this show one time? We were talking about the nepotism going on here, that just your brother's on all the time? Okay. It? In fairness, yes, <laughs> Kurt has been on the show. Now, this is not including Andocon episodes where we had multiple people. Okay. It's not including... That, those um, were... those. I was on those episodes, though. Yeah, well, it's treating everybody fairly. I All count right. those as being Ando episodes. I think that you should count the best guest of all those AndoCon guests as their episodes. Okay, but I, I don't count. I didn't include any of the ones where people were on for like ten minutes. Fair enough. Um, and Kurt's got Kurt's been on seventeen. Okay, he's number one. Number two, really? Yep, number two with sixteen. Surprising. I, I mean, now that I think about it, it makes perfect sense. But Josh. Okay. Josh is a solid scheduler. When I come, come around to schedule him, he takes a spot, boom, he's there. I've, I don't think I've ever pushed him off for a month or two or something. Hmm. Um, and then we've got like six people tied with 15. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have completely different numbers than you. And I have a spreadsheet with each episode and all the information on a, on a separate line. Uh-oh, fight, 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 Okay, fight. so how many has Kurt been in according to you? Kurt is tied at 15 with Josh. And Andy and Jim. Ando has seventeen, although that includes the three Ando cons shows. Ah, so 
Well, um, I'd be curious to go back and to see what two Kurt episodes of mine are wrong because I've got a spreadsheet that's got all that information too. So guess what? I guess I'm just going to not bother talking about this anymore because it's all going to be contested. <laughs> How many guests do you think we've had? Unique guests. 39. Not Thir- counting all of the individual people. 39? I got 37. <laughs> wow, really? Now I want I want to compare like, my list to yours and see who, who what two people I forgot. That seems high. Or what you, or what two people you counted that I discounted for some reason. Right. To have 39 guests with so, in 200 episodes with so many people that have been on for like 15, 16, 17 episodes. Well, it also means like a lot of guests. It also means two-thirds of the list is three and less. Mm. You know? Oh, there's tons of ones. Yeah, there's like over a third of the list is just people that have been on one time. So are and are those more recent guests that just haven't been in the stable Actually, of guests longer? Yeah, are, are these, people, are these are. people you have ran off and don't want to come back now? No, we just we've had one off guests. We had Beth mm. on once to talk about the artwork. We had uh, Tim and Dale each on once to talk about game stuff. We had who, gotcha. uh, Julie were, and Nancy were on together yeah. way early talking about cosplay stuff. Okay, because yeah, the, that's the, their thing. My right. seven most recent are all one shots on this. Mm. Going backwards, Allison, Beth, Dale, Tim, <laughs> Zach, Jason, Rob, Two Face. Yeah, Zach and Jason. Because yeah. I don't know his last name. Yeah. How many of these have Not I Rob Schwalb, Rob. Am I on that yeah. list somewhere? Uh, yeah, you're actually the um, number eight going backwards. So number yeah. 32 on my list. How many is that? Yeah, you have 12. 12? I counted wow. 13. 13! <laughs> so good! Put, putting you in ninth place just ahead of James. because he's Wait, he to, says 12 and I'm in eighth, but you say 13 and I'm in ninth? Yeah, well, I... I guess I like yours better than... No, I was saying you were you were eighth going backwards from counting backwards. Uh huh. Wow. All the regulars, all the regulars are in. You know, there's there's Up twelve the there's twelve regulars digits. and they're all in, in first in, through twelfth in the mm-hmm. top part. Like and then you. there's, you know, then there's the, the the weird middle ground of like Tim with seven, Gosh, Emily 12. with five. You know, they've been on a number of times, but not regularly. <laughs> My dad, like, Tim. I feel like twelve yeah, is way I more than six. I would have thought. I have seven. <laughs> Wow. Maybe you didn't count the episode where he was on for like 15 minutes at the end on a Father's Day that you called him. Anyway. I feel like there's a there's like a, a, a rap battle brewing here between the two of you. No, like, I don't care that much. <laughs> I was just curious. It's like a actually, diss track coming out the on the number, next episode. The number that interested me the most actually was 37 total. Or 39. Okay, I'm 38. Ca- I'm counting. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Were you counting? Split um, the difference. Matthew's spawn? Yes. Okay. Each of them individually as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, weird. Um, Did you cover uh, Caroline? Yep. Although was, she, was, <laughs> I had her down once with a C and once with a K. Yeah, oops. <laughs> <laughs> with, no, no, no. I mean, I didn't have her down twice because I have two. I have two tabs right. on here. Which okay. is it? Is anyway, it, is it C or K? <laughs> I think it's a K. I thought I think it's a K too. Because when we were talking to her, her name was. She's commented that her name is spelled differently than Caroline in the city. Because that was oh, the theme okay. we used for her. <laughs> How many ways are there to spell Caroline? C and a K. <laughs> huh. And it's been just you and me, Craig, 11 times I have. Just two of us. I didn't make a count of that. Anyway, not important. That's not a lot. To I fruit. have more stats. I would have thought there'd be more than 11 that's just the two of you guys. Longest show, about an hour and 40. Out wow. Who was guess. that? It's a, was that an Andocon episode? That was the first Andocon episode, yes. I really dragged that thing out. Sorry, guys. You also dragged it down. Even I didn't make it to the end of that episode. Um, although I think Jim, the Jim episode recently came close to that. Yes, within like 40 seconds. He, he is. <laughs> we got Jim talking when he's, we were all iced in here. 
And uh-huh. we got Jim on the phone, and he just we he he gave us like five topics, and we said go. We didn't even do news. <laughs> no, we just rolled right into <laughs> we, just you just still long, you still long made long it stories. here for the show when that went. During, no, I that, skyped that in. Ice. Okay. Yeah, they both skyped in. <laughs> okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I yeah, got so stu- Jim, I got stuck in Cartersville. That, that normally doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. So Jim has has the distinction of being the longest regular in right. studio mm. recorded episode, not Andocon episode of Nerdburger, sure. um, displacing himself. <laughs> and bumping himself back to third place because he also has this the or second place or whatever. Yeah, I have these uh, categorized by episode title, mm-hmm. referring episode title that refers to either male parts, f- female parts, <laughs> sex in general, poop, and and a fifth category that I call sounds like but isn't. <laughs> 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 we we noted at one point that there was a, a good number of episodes that had references to poo. Uh-huh. So, for example, apparently he started keeping track now. Thirty six point nine seconds. Right, that's my dad. I think that's his first episode. Episode thirty two. That's referring to poo. <laughs> that's how long it took him to before he made a poop joke. Right on the show. I think one of my first episodes here, we spent like 20 minutes talking about squatty potties. We've done that. <laughs> Sounds like us. Yeah. Which was Excuse your me. first episode, Michael? Was that Nerdmania episode 85? Well, the Andocon ep- the, the first Andocon episode was first, and then it was a couple of months after that. Yeah, something that makes like, sense. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. November 5th, 2014. Wow. The anniversary of the invention of time travel. November 5th. Red letter, red letter date in the history of science. <laughs> yes, dork, nerdmania. That that is not categorized as anything. But just for remember, example, remember, sounds like remember. but isn't. Just to give you an idea, show me your little Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> I just took a sip. Don't do that. A picture, a picture of my child's rectal. Yeah, because <clears throat> that was actually recital. That was <laughs> spelled wrong. No, it was just Andy read it wrong. Right. I think. That's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> he was reading somebody's Facebook post and then like a picture of my child's rectal. No, <laughs> recital. It's, it says recital. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on your waddle and tighten it. That's that's actually a American horror story reference. Yeah. Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. With a K. <laughs> yeah, that's a normal way to spell <laughs> Kathy. Why she's perfectly acceptable for Kathy as well. Speaking of the Julian Nancy's episode, then I went and met the sheep. <laughs> it sounds like, but isn't because that they were actually went and met some sheep, right? Yeah, yeah. They actually saw the sheep where the wool came from that they used to make right. something. Happiness is a gun-shaped bottle of manwash. <laughs> There's several parts of that could mean something, but it isn't. It's it's literally what what category is that? Sounds like, but isn't. What does it sound like? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) And what is it not? Exactly. I think I think what he's saying is that there's vague the vagaries of innuendo are in those episode titles somewhere. I think innuendo. You're supposed to be able to to parse out what it's innuendoing. But you just don't have a very good imagination. I I guess not. Yeah. How did I classify innuendo? What number is that? It better be under sounds like, but isn't because it sounds like you're putting something in you. Yeah, you got to see that written to figure <laughs> out what it is. Anyway, all right, so there you go. Two hundred one, Michael. How's it going? It's going all right. How you guys doing? Doing all right. Hanging in there, making a few bucks. Yeah, 
I have book sales, like actual honest to goodness, not Kickstarter backer book sales. Really? I finally received mine in the mail. Good. <laughs> shall, 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 I, uh, shall I point to you all the mistakes that you made? No, I'm, it, it looks great. It you looks were supposed great. to find those before it went to print? Yeah, well, do you're always going to find something. Do the proceeds from that get rolled into Capers development, or does that go in your in your pocket, you fat cat? To that just, goes to into... Just um, pay for all your sexy parties. I have, and your that goes into, into beer development in the fridge. <laughs> no, no, it goes into the company. Does it? So it goes it goes into into Capers. That's, that's the current company project, right? It is well, it is not an LLC. We've discussed this already. What is it? it is Craig Campbell doing business as Nerdburger Games. So I have so not, just, I have not it's separated it's a, it's a myself. sole proprietorship. Um in a way, yes. Yes. That's what that is. You can, you can still call it a company if it's not incorporated. Yeah. It's just that's that's a legal term. It just means that if somebody sues Nerdburger Games, they get to sue you, sure. and not and not just the company. Well, and they yeah, get to, but if I if it, it was apartment. if it was an LLC, yeah, they could sue me and take my apartment or my car, <laughs> my car that's worth eight hundred dollars or whatever it's worth now, eight years after I bought it. Yeah, they can come and get it, <laughs> take it all, sue me for all my all my vast wealth. <laughs> Please. No, I for the first time around, I kept it simple. I figured if right. this starts to really go somewhere and really be significant, then I'll right. start dealing with the paperwork that goes along with all of that. Crap. Yeah. So anyway, because that that'll be the part of the of the pro the the process that you don't enjoy. Well, there's already parts of the process that I don't enjoy. That'll just be one more. Yeah. I want to be on a, that list. I want to be a game. Mike. I want to be a game. Dis- no. <laughs> I want to be a game designer, not a publisher, but I have to be a publisher <laughs> if I want to put my design in people's hands. Right. So you're kind of stuck. Until you are um, wealthy enough that you just pay a publisher to publish. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll see when that happens. Um, Mike, have you, have you gotten to play Capers yet? No, actually, I haven't. Because I, I, have, I missed out on the first round. There will be more. Mm-hmm. I've gotten the chance to play Capers at this. I played a, it was a one-shot, is mm-hmm. what we call it. Yep. It was just a one, four-hour thing. And it was it was really cool. It was a, the world setting was interesting. Craig took a little too much joy in attacking my character. A well, little, a little too much in. Yeah, he never does that. There's at, no such thing at, as too much joy. At one point, he literally. <laughs> at one point, he rolled the dice. I didn't roll he, any dice. What are you talking or, no, about? No, but I mean, you 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 did the thing that determines how much damage I take. Yeah, I flipped cards. If you flipped the card. I flipped really good cards. And he and he and he without looking at me, he says, uh, "You take 16 damage." <laughs> I did that, and then Which he, is looks, like, he looks at me out of the corner of his eye, and he goes like, take that! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> I was sitting there like, I'm, I'm the player. I'm supposed to be having fun, Craig. You don't have You to- were on fire! <laughs> no, I set somebody on fire. <laughs> I set someone else on fire. I set their hair on fire because we needed information. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Let's see. So he set me on fire in retaliation. So wait, do you, you you use numbered cards to determine damage instead of dice? Like playing cards. Use playing cards instead of dice. That's your randomizing element in the game. Is that so there's no dice. It's no just dice playing at all. cards. Not a single so card. like people play D D in prison. <laughs> <laughs> or so I've heard. People make dice in prison just fine. No, no, that well, was a thing on I saw it on Twitter. It was like Uber Facts tweeted out right. prisoners use playing cards instead of dice because you're not allowed to have dice in prison. And the person who retweeted it was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's dice in prison. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got a knife. I'm sure everybody's got right. a D20. Yeah, they well, they all have cigarettes and you think everybody and has a D20, Craig? Everybody no, no. in prison has Knives. a D20. Jason 
Bowman, Paizo Pathfinder developer, has had people send him their prison-made dice yeah. and thank him for making the game. Really? Yes, he has seen prison-made dice. Wow. Like out of soap or, you know, paper mache or whatever. Yeah, you could... Wow. People stab each other with toilet paper rolls. <laughs> think they can't make a, a couple of dice, please? In, what was it soapstone <laughs> and alabaster? <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. In anyway. uh, in in capers, you know the the game is set like in in Prohibition era, and so you're sitting there with like a deck of playing cards and and poker chips. So you kind of feel like you're in like a speakeasy somewhere. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool it's a really cool way to bring you into the setting. And the mechanics has a betting side to it yeah you can flip a card and you can choose to stick with that card or you can go for a better success but if you fail then you fail yeah so you can you're kind of you're betting on whether you know what the next card so it's kind of like when and it's not going to happen all the time a lot of times yeah. you're just going to flip the card and you're going to be satisfied or you're only going to have one card to flip and you're going to fail and you're done but it's, it's like blackjack like you're choosing if you if you hit or if you stay <laughs> kind of you know that was that was all very purposeful. I, I encouraged. There, I, I wanted I there was, to be a gambling aspect. I was the, encouraging everybody at the table to always take a hit. Like, no, you can get an ace. You can get an ace, and they always failed. Hmm. And I don't know why they kept listening to me. <laughs> Come on, there's four of them in the deck. I've already flipped three. There's still four <laughs> in there's the deck. You got the heart of the cards. You got to believe. Yeah. You got to believe in the heart of the cards. Haven't you ever seen Maverick? <laughs> Just hold your hand over the deck for a minute. <laughs> Jeez. You got to will that ace to the top. All right, let's 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 do this thing. What's up, Craig? Um, I'm going to, uh, given that we're going to be talking Star Trek a little bit later. Yes. I am going to go ahead and say something that is going to irritate Trekkies. Uh oh. But I'm doing it for a reason, and it'll all make sense. You're going to call them Trekkers? No. <laughs> Sir Patrick Stewart is shit. <laughs> Yes, yes, he is. He's the voice of shit. He's the he's the voice of the poop emoji in the emoji movie. <laughs> Get out! Really? Yeah. That, really? Yeah. That voice coming out of okay. Poop. Number one, there's an emoji movie. Where have you been? I, there's an emoji movie. I, yes. I hadn't heard of it until I saw the thing about Patrick Stewart being. Yes. Wow. The beautiful thing about it is that uh, it's the little poo mm -hmm. symbol. With, he's got eyes, and of course, they give him a little mouth to talk, and he's got eyebrows. He's got little stick figure kind of hands and legs. But he also has a, 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 a pretty white bow tie. And now I question giving white clothing yeah, to a piece of poo. <laughs> but. We'll see if, if anything happens. If like if he gets in a fight and then you you see him walking around with a brown bow tie, or <laughs> smeared. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> smudge across it. Yeah, I, um, he's, he's playing the poop. I have, and that's it, the character's name, by the way. It's poop. just it's just poop. Poop. Oh man, <laughs> I have this friend. Um, I, I have this married couple that are friends of mine, and uh, they're pregnant. She's pregnant. Not he is not just she is, and. Uh, I've been helping him out with it. They've been moving into a new house, and I was helping them move and stuff. I've been around him a good bit lately. And she keeps leaving her phone lying around, and I keep picking it up and doing things to it. And my favorite thing mm -hmm. to do is that I open up her Facebook app, and I post a status update that's one single poop emoji. <laughs> Just poop emoji and post with no context. Nice. The best part is, though, is that because... She leaves her phone laying around unlocked like yeah, that, huh? Because all of her friends, way more often than you would think a person would, but because everybody knows she's pregnant, everybody thinks that she's expressing 
uh, discomfort oh, with the state of man. her pregnancy. So it's her timeline. There, there is, is no like, full bladder emoji. Her her timeline is all of these just, <laughs> just no context poop emojis. <laughs> Stretch marks with all emoji. of these with all of these likes and really supportive comments underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> about like only eight months to go hang in there yeah. it's Feel gonna better. be it's gonna be so worth it in the you end you look beautiful exactly it's the best <laughs> thing i've ever done it's fantastic so now does she, does she know she that you're doing this yeah she she doesn't <laughs> okay. delete the posts well i'm just she's left because... she's left every one of them up well that's fine i'm just curious like okay i gotcha <laughs> i was like if she's like getting this this random support no. if she knows where it's what it's what's generating? No, it. she knows what it is. Okay, that's good. Because I go in there and I like I like like and comment on every one of them. <laughs> Get the ball rolling. Yeah. What uh, else? What you got, Mike? Oh boy, lots of news. Save some for next time. I know. I already have. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, yes, Betty White survived 2016, <laughs> and in fact, I know that right now she's still alive. Because I found a new website. Remember Abe Vigoda check? Right. Yeah. This one is called deaderaliveinfo.com. That's fantastic. And you can look up anyone. Uh-huh. Does it does it does it show you like their heart monitor in real time? No. <laughs> the beep no. But uh yeah, happy birthday, Betty White, ninety five as of a few days ago. Wow. Last week, depending on when you're listening to this. But they have a whole bunch of categories. Birthdays today, died on this date, died in the past six months, died before age thirty. People still alive over 85, live to 100, by field, which is what they do for a living, by sex. And my favorite, which we're going to look at a little bit, by cause of death. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. You want to guess? Just pick a cause of death and see who died of that. Um, it looks like cancer is the number one. 1,030. Wow. Asphyxiation. Oh, got to go back now. <laughs> Uh, that is on here. I know. I've seen it. Yes. One person, one celebrity has died of asphyxiation. Okay. Who? Mark the Bird Fidrich. Who is that? Baseball player whose career was cut short by injuries after a spectacular and memorable first full season. He pitched for the Detroit Tigers where he was known for his antics on the mound, including talking to the ball. Just says he died of asphyxiation at the age of 54. What about Michael Hutchins? That's autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> is that a different category? Oh, see, I was I, see, I was wondering <laughs> about that. Is that Yeah, let's look yeah, let's look him up. Let's see what they consider that as. How do you spell his last name? H U T C A T C H. Yeah. Uh, suicide. Hmm. But I thought it was was yeah, it actually you know deemed what? a suicide? Because no, no. it was an accident, wasn't it? I'm, you know what? It was like, um, regardless, I don't count suicide as a cause of death. Kung fu. Because you have to do something. Yeah, I want specifics. If a person commits suicide, does it does it go into detail? Does it say you know they yeah, shot themselves? That they, was no. actually. I'm sitting. I was sitting here suffocated wondering themselves. That. They drowned themselves. When we well, started naming things. Like, link, does it break down that category? It links to Wiki, their Wikipedia. Not that this. Mm, right. Not that you can then look. Not that this isn't specifics. grim. <laughs> well, I, I just. I want. I want to know. Like. I, like. I want to know what caliber. Like. I want to know. Caliber. I want to know details. Well, you know, 2016 was the year of dead celebrities, and now I, we. I found this. You know, database of celebrity deaths. Let's look at it. Um, <laughs> People are going to be so mad when celebrities keep dying this year. <laughs> Do you want to know the one celebrity who died of a broken hip? Ooh. Um, uh, How do you die of a broken hip? 
That's what the cause of death this is listed as. This website sucks. It's not them. It's what the person's cause of death is listed as, Like I guess. Like on their death certificate? I, I no, on Wikipedia. Yeah. You don't die of a broken... Unless you got in, in... Well, even then. You don't die of a broken hip. You could injure yourself with that broken hip and get an infection and die from that, get sepsis or something. Mm. You could take a fall. Yeah, I... Pff, sorry. Shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> this is... Complica- maybe, maybe we've picked the two bad ones. <laughs> Go ahead. Wikipedia, and this is uh, annotated or whatever, right. footnoted, um, complications from a broken hip. There, okay. And I'm okay. not going to... So that's probably happen. infection or sepsis but or something like that. this person was, that we're talking about, we have a name, Bruce Bennett, who lived to be 100. Why have I heard that name somewhere? He played Cody in the movie The Treasure of the Sierra Madra and also appeared in Mildred Pierce, Dark Passage, and many other movies. He mm. played Tarzan in several films under his birth name, Herman Bricks. Her- Herman Bricks. Her- Herman. <laughs> Me, Herman. You, Jane. <laughs> Good thing they went with Tarzan. Tarzan's a better choice. <laughs> Man. I feel like when I have What's kids... What's wrong with the name Herman? My father's named Herman. I feel like when I have kids, I want to give them like really old people names. Like everybody's inserting like weird Y's and K's into kids' names these days to make them cool. And like, I had a friend who was going to name their kid Riker with a Y. Sure. But I kind of want to name my kids like George and and Mildred and Gertrude, Gertrude, Mabel, yeah, Herman. <laughs> like, I really want to have like like a baby George. That'd be great. Oh, George, that's still you still see that. A my ex, go with Herman's a good one. My my ex was Herman. was like was like the baby will be a grandpa. It'll be baby grandpa George. That's what that'll <laughs> that's what that'll sound like. Okay, George is a good strong name. All the way at the bottom of the list. This was this was the one I was looking for. <laughs> Can you guess the cause of death that is all the way at the bottom of the list? Ooh, well, it's uh, under the letter V. Oh, uh, vehicular something? No, Craig. No. Vehicular passage. That's where you. That's where you pass a car out of your anus. How? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Volcanic eruption. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Okay. What now I want to know. What celebrity died in a volcanic eruption? <laughs> Please tell me they were filming a movie about volcanoes or something. Well, there was the husband and wife uh, <laughs> volcanologist duo. Oops. Katya and Maurice Kraft, who traveled all over the world to study and photograph erupting volcanoes. So they died the way they lived. They died in the eruption of Mount Unzen in Japan in 1991. Yeah, well, it's that's the classic, you know, they died doing what they loved. Yeah. Screaming in pain. <laughs> but do you know who the third person was? No. Harry Truman. What? What? Yep. No. The Her- president. Harry Truman. No, not the president. <laughs> not to be confused with U.S. President Harry S. Truman. Of course, is what it says. <laughs> okay. Wow. No. Uh, Harry, <laughs> Harry Truman of the field other... <laughs> they don't know what he did, so he's not even. Geez, Wait, no, it's just some made-up thing. Crotchety old man and colorful storyteller. He refused to leave the lodge he owned at the base of Mount Saint Helens, Ooh. despite eruption warnings. When the mountain blew up, he was never seen again. So he was kind of like a. Uh, uh, he just went on vacation. He's fine. Colorful local character that sure. everybody knew. This mountain <laughs> won't kill me. Fun fact about Harry S. Truman. Mm-hmm. The S doesn't stand for anything. It's just an I S. I think I've heard it's that. Just it's, just, an S. it's just an S. Why? 
I don't no, know. What no, to no, I went to from the guy that the crazy old man living on Mount St. Helens. Maybe it really was. I went to college with a guy whose middle name was F. Just the F. Um, he explained it. His parents. If you ever met the guy, he was eccentric. I met his mom. Really? She was eccentric. I can, I'm not that, surprised. That, I can do you one better. Homer J. Simpson is just J? I believe so. I think yeah. the, the J and Michael J. Fox is just J because there was another Michael Fox. Yeah, so you took it as a stage name. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I can do you one better. My co- a coworker of mine has a friend whose first name is the letter H. What? How does, how does this friend pronounce that? H. Wouldn't it be? <laughs> no, it's actually, uh, there was, <laughs> it's just, my name is just a hot breath. <laughs> Come here. <sighs> no, he had to, um, he had some trouble. He was trying to fly internationally and he'd never get a passport and he'd never done that before. And they wouldn't give it to him because he, they, 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 they said, you have to have a first name. You can't just have an initial. And he says, but that is my first name. And, 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 <laughs> and it was something with like, I think it was Delta. Like their system wouldn't, it wasn't pa- the passport thing. He, he had all the documentation and everything. You needed to type in two letters airline, for it to even happen. Yeah, the airline system couldn't even put his name in. So they, they had to, anyway, he H had to go, underscore? he had to go through all this stuff, all, you know, this yeah. maze of things, uh, you know, paperwork and talking to people and emailing and, and, and he's still on a list. And getting, I guarantee you. He had to climb up the customer service ladder to somebody really, really high in Delta to get his <laughs> name typed in. And they, I, think, I think they spelled it A-I-T-C-H. Wow. Because <laughs> it couldn't just be one letter. Wow. Well, that's how, they, that's how the, the Brits pronounce it, the, the letter H. Right? H? The letter H. That would be H-A-I-T-C-H. That's, that's, that's Anne H. <laughs> who according to kevin smith supposedly when uh ann h and h and h and h um Either in the or. in the psycho remake which i've never seen because why right um <clears throat> when she gets murdered in the shower by norman surprise surprise um Spoilers. she falls Spoilers, over bro. she falls over and just kind of the angle that she falls and just for the briefest moment according to kevin smith you can see her butthole <laughs> What? <laughs> in the movie? Yeah, in a mainstream movie. Oh, are you a not supposed to show actress. butthole? How often have you seen it? That's true. The yeah. dinosaurs in Jurassic World didn't have buttholes. <laughs> so I can't I can't I can't wait to go to church tomorrow. <laughs> Doing this show with you guys. You're welcome. <laughs> um Hey. There's a dude. Yeah, what? Um <laughs> I thought there was a guy and a guy and a named guy. Osama. Oh good lord. Uh-oh. Aokili. Ramalama Ding Dong. We'll call him Osama. Osama Aokili, Aokili. Um, who was in... Uh, 9-11? Saw his, uh, <laughs> saw, saw his dad's car getting stolen. Oh. And this is... Uh, is this... What, is this, this is in France. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, the, the car was being stolen, and so he, uh, he called it in. But in order to make sure that the thief didn't get away, he called it in. From the roof of the speeding car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sprung into action. Don't take my dad's car. Jumped on the guy on the roof of the car. The guy drove off and he called the cops from the roof of the moving car. Was he holding on to like the window? <laughs> Did the guy know like... he was up there? Apparently. So he's like <laughs> trying to get him to fly off. 
police commander. <laughs> How do you even Christ- hang on? <laughs> police commander Christoph. With one hand. Bluetooth, baby. Um, police commander Christoph Lesniewski said the chase uh, said they uh, they chased him through Oyanix town and then on the motorway. The chase lasted several minutes before the car, um, an aging Renault Clio, uh, left the main Clio. road and Clio. It's a French thing. Um, left the main road and slowed down. At which point, um, uh, our man Osama let go. So he was, he got off the car. Um, the thief tried to escape on foot, but the police caught it. Wow, wow. way to go, Osama Olega Waka Waka. Ramalama Ding Dong. Where was this? France. In France. France. Like an action movie. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I just, I saw hey. This. <laughs> 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 or whatever the you know it's not beep, boop, boop. like here it's Jack whatever Bauer whatever the move. whatever the call is in France to get connected with the police yeah man I love these uh I saw this security Reuters camera footage. oddly enough not, page it, well in England it's nine 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 right something like that is it yeah the, every they all got the, their they all got the, their own thing and then the dial tone is. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, secu- Just a moment, please. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I saw this security camera footage recently, maybe a couple weeks ago, of this dude just like jump kicking a guy off of a motorcycle that stole his wallet. <laughs> like this guy, this guy had like parked a dump truck or something. Yeah, I, was, think, like, I, think, I think I saw was like this, climbing yeah. down out of the truck. Right. And some guy on a motorcycle just stopped next to him, reached up, pulled his wallet out, and just drove off. Wow. And then some time went by, like several minutes went by. And the guy was standing there and saw the motorcycle coming back the way it had come <laughs> and just leapt Returning into action the the and crime. just jumped in front of the motorcycle and jumped up and kicked the guy off of the motorcycle, Hi-ya! landed <laughs> on top of him and took his wallet back and then walked away. <laughs> I, like, remains to be seen if, he, if like police were called afterwards, but huh. like jump kicked this guy off of the moving motorcycle, picked up his wallet, <laughs> security video, and just this. walked away. Yeah, security camera picked wow. it up. <laughs> Again, great story for the for the kiddies at at uh, ninjas. Christmas time. Man, they're everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's one of like, those like yeah. I clearly didn't think it through, but it, everything went better than expected. Situations. Did uh, any of you guys see? You know the... what you should have done is taken that dude's wallet, <laughs> right? <laughs> Look at me. Drove off Look on at his me. motorcycle. This is my wallet now. <laughs> did I? Did either of you see the the guy that punched the kangaroo in the face? Yes. After it took his dog. Was prote- protecting his dog. <laughs> yeah. It, and the kangaroo it, just stood there confused for a minute while the guy walked away. Yeah. That guy's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Kangaroos mm-hmm. are super dangerous. They are vicious. Well, it had his, it had his dog. Right. It had picked his dog up and was going to do God knows what to his dog. I'm just so, going to put him in the pouch. Take him for a ride. <laughs> so you just it had his dog in like a headlock. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and there were, there were actually people who were, who were mad at him for punching the poor kangaroo. Ugh. Animal rights activists. Well, screw apparently you. don't like screw dogs. your dog. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. That's always a fun one too. Is when what side does PETA come down on the on the dog or the kangaroo? <laughs> but they well, there's more dogs. So if that dog dies, you can get another one easily. So we're gonna side with the kangaroo. Wow. What? You see them and they like you know they square off. And they're kind of like, they're both like, you know, boxers. <laughs> yeah. And, it's and, like Sylvester fighting the kangaroo with the boxing gloves. Yeah, I know. And then, but then real quick. Oh, like, father. Real quick. This is, the kid's so d- disappointed in him all the time. But oh, ju- just when you think, you know, the kangaroo's going to kick his guts out, you know, all of a sudden he just goes, pow, and pops the kangaroo right on the nose. And the kangaroo just goes, all right. <laughs> 
Take like, the dog. Literally, like, backs up and is like, what? And, dro- and drops, <laughs> drops the dog. Happened? I think it's it had like, already like dropped confused. the dog. Like, it doesn't know what to, it doesn't know Oh, yeah, it was stunned. It's probably never had that happen to it before. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Like if, if we were just hang, if we were just hanging around here and just, you know, having a conversation and you guys started talking, I mm-hmm. walked out of the room, came back in with a gallon of milk and poured it on your head. Yeah. You'd have the same look on your <laughs> right, face because that's much. never happened like, to what, you before. What is happening right now? <laughs> what, is, what, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. Craig, what does this mean? Craig just poured milk all over Michael and now he's got kangaroo face. <laughs> <laughs> kangaroo face. <laughs> Roo face. That's what we're calling that. Kangaroo Kanga face. <laughs> Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, no frame of reference. Did you guys exactly. see that that PETA has halted the premiere of that dog movie that's supposed to be coming out? Yeah, I saw something about some, that. There's like the the some, it's, it's a movie a dog about that was mistreated. They the, got footage of some well, it's, it's, dog on set being mistreated. Live people and dogs, not animated. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, the movie is like is like the dog has a soul and the dog dies and the soul goes to a new dog. Uh-huh. So you're following this one dog soul Through in a movie dogs. that I presume features a ton of dogs dying. But apparently, <laughs> when least, you think about at it, at least like three to establish a premise. Yeah, but, but apparently, I <laughs> haven't seen it. Dark. But apparently, some some footage from the set leaked out where they were filming a German Shepherd in a in a water rapid or something, and they constructed a, a water rapid in a soundstage, yeah. and the dog looks very worried as it's riding the, the rapid. Oh. Well, so they so that so Peter is like being, I, would, moving. I would be really worried. Yeah, well. I think it'd be weird to watch a movie with a dog in a water rapid that looks calm and collected. Doing like doing right ain't got no end. I don't mm. I don't want to watch uh any movies where dogs are dying. In fact, I'd rather see little children die than see dogs die. Well, I know a dog I know a dog <laughs> movie that you should definitely not watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, boy. What you doing with the gun, Travis? <laughs> no, no, no. He's your yeller. Man, I dated this. <laughs> I dated this girl in college for way too long. Who, um, she was a dog girl. She loved dogs, and we'd always go to the movies, and it'd be like an action movie or something, you know, a war movie or something. And as soon as there was a dog on screen, I would feel her tense up. She'd be like, "Nothing better happened to the dog." You know, you just saw like two hundred people get killed on screen. It's brutally weird. murdered, it's right? Weird, right? But you're worried about that one dog. That there's no chance they'll hurt the dog in the movie. There's no chance whatsoever. It never happens. Well, I'm not going to say what it is because it was, it was, it's recent and it's a spoiler, and I don't want to spoil anything, but I have to spoil it in order to tell you something. I can tell you what it is. But there was something we were watching last night that was uh, that that featured where they made you think a, that a that a dog had been killed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it turned out to just be a little boy. And Allison <laughs> and I were both like, oh, thank God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but what's funny about it is we were just talking about that. Like, you, you know when th- there's, like, an animal that dies on TV or something, and it's like you feel worse than when it's a human? Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened on the yeah, show. Well, that's, that's like, a thing. I'm... <laughs> I'm, guys, why is that? I'm <laughs> just cold-hearted and, and, and callous, I guess. I don't... I don't. It doesn't really bother me that much. Have you guys watched, either way? Have you guys have you guys watched Friends? No. The, yeah. The episode of Friends where Phoebe, um, learns what the real ending of Old Yeller is because oh, no. her mom never let her watch the end. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Hey, what you guys doing? Monica's making us watch Old Yeller. They're all crying. Why are you guys so upset? It's Old Yeller. It's a happy movie. 
What are you talking about? Come on. Happy family gets a dog. Frontier fun. Yeah, but Phoebes, what about the end? What, when Yeller saves the family from the wolf and everyone's happy? That's not <laughs> the end. Yeah, huh? That's when my mother would shut off the TV and say the end. <laughs> well, he has rabies. He doesn't have rabies. He has babies. <laughs> That's what my mom said. Uh, Phoebe, I don't think your mom would want you to see what's about to happen. Is that Why, Tom what's Selleck? About to happen? Yeah. I've never seen this part before. <laughs> Tom Selleck hey, is on that show. Travis, what you doing with that gun? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, no, Travis, put down the gun. No, 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 he's, he's your buddy, he's your yeller, no. No, no, the end, the end! <laughs> okay, what kind of a sick doggy snuff film is this? <laughs> <laughs> and she had rue face. When know? the gunshot went off, she was like... <laughs> <laughs> she had total kangaroo face. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> oh boy oh man i forgot all about tom Selleck being on friends yeah he was uh a love interest for monica for yeah. half, half a season yeah that was their whole so because he was too old for her and eventually they had to face up to the reality yeah, he didn't want kids and she did and blah blah did he yeah. have a mustache or was he oh without yeah a mustache and some and some mustache they he made, went without mustache I, for a while they there. made a point of of like the guys across the hall decided to grow mustaches because oh. <laughs> his mustache is cool <laughs> I I'm a big fan of the of the the show Blue Bloods right now where he's he's on the show he's like the New York Police Commissioner he's the father he's the he's the the patriarch of the, of the but he's of the family he's the, he's the commissioner the all he's the commissioner of the NYPD and uh, and his all of his storylines are just him peering judgmentally over the top of his mustache <laughs> that's it's 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 it's, it's, he, it's such a straight laced by the books character and it's just him like sighing breathing deeply and staring out over his mustache at people <laughs> it's it's fan it's great it's a great part for him yeah well you have to have the mustache if you're playing a cop yeah the cop stash yeah quick note on tv i watched uh, the last two episodes of the first season of the good place it's just mm. a 13 episode thing never heard of it um brilliant really oh yeah it is incredibly brilliant i can't i'm not even going to tell you anything about what's about to happen if you've been watching the show Watch it. 13 really? episodes, half hour show. What kind of show is it? Um, Kristen Bell is uh, wakes up in The Good Place. Okay. She's dead. She's this gone is, to The Good Place. So it's like Utopia? Well, it's... They keep it non-religious. Okay. But it's The Good Place. And she finds that, you know, and she, there's Ted Danson is, is in this quirky role as like the guy who kind of runs the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. He designed this neighborhood in The Good Place. All these people are there and they're all happy and so everything's is this wonderful. Like a, is this like it's a comedy? Or? It's a comedy. It's okay. incredibly clever. Really? And it goes someplace in uh, the at the end of the first season that I have never seen a sitcom ever go before. Does ever it, does it go to the bad place no it it goes it does something that will surprise the ever-living hell out of you really yeah really hmm. it's brilliant okay well now i'm gonna have to get get back to that because i think i watched absolutely brilliant three episodes and... i mean i said yeah. the first when i first started watching i thought this is really funny it's very clever mm -hmm. no this show is brilliant really it's i can't describe it you guys I'm not ever, gonna say anymore have you guys ever Watch seen it. um uh colony Comes on USA. I watched a few episodes. This guy's got the, the mom from The Walking Dead and the guy from Lost. Yeah. Oh. Sawyer from I, Lost. It, the second season just started, and I, like, I've caught up on it, and it gets, I think it gets really good. It's getting really, really good. Like, like, in the first season, 
this, the, the, the concept is like aliens have come to earth and everybody lives in colonies on earth now. And they're, and it's just this like top down, everybody's kept in line kind of, they use humans to set up the government to yeah, control there's humans everybody. that are policing. That and have, you never that really, are... you never really see the aliens other than like technology flying around in ships in the distance. It's you a never... little bit of a Nazi occupied France. That's kind of, kind of, of the, I, that's kind of the that's idea. Like v. Kind of, kind of, but better. Not, not, as, <laughs> not, not as goofy. I think better. But like the second season so far, they've they, it's like they've they've finally decided. All right, it's going to be a sci-fi show now. So the second season is is it's turning into just a full-on sci-fi show and resistance against the aliens. Well, that's probably where they were headed. Yeah. They 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 spent a season setting yeah. the stage. And I'm such a such a I like, like it when a show kind of reinvents itself. Yeah, I'm, every I'm, season or two. I'm like such I a I dig that. Me personally, I'm such a like anti anti government libertarian minded person that like any show that features like resistance to a totalitarian regime i'm all on board i'm yeah. just seven seasons in a movie i'm all on board <laughs> awesome so are, is, are, are, is there a lot of uh, a lot of vandalism of garbage cans and burning of garbage cans and newspaper stands in this um oh wait no that's real life i'm sorry right <laughs> <laughs> resistance uh, I've got a letter here, oh, written by a, a commander, Andy Wright, to his to, commander. Yes, to his uh, to his lovely woman, the woman in his life. Is this for like the Civil War? Or Read a little we... bit of it. I'll, I'll affect an accent to help pave, help paint it. My dearest Olivia, <laughs> it is War. but one week short of three score days since I shared my confidence in my fellow brethren and our ability to conquer all remaining opponents. Ever since that day, the changes have come in most furious manner. My troops suffered a dastardly defeat within our nation's capital, and many thought we could not rally or even put up much more of a fight. However, we marched on Philadelphia and claimed the land as our own. The crazed Confederates from just south of the Indian Territory were no match for us as well. Um, our regular skirmishes with the wild animals of Illinois and Michigan, as well as the savages in Minnesota, proved to be Great resources in defeating each when it meant the uh, e defeating each when it meant the most. Within a time frame of three fortnights, we had pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps and won each battle as if we were sinking every successive shot within a game of pocket billiards. With a new sense of pride and untold amounts of vigor, we marched home where a battle with the so-called giants of New York awaited us. <laughs> okay, Mike sees where this is going. What? <laughs> I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll link to it. You can read the whole thing, but it ends. With all the love and hope I possess in my heart, always and forever, General Aaron Charles Rogers. Does it talk about going to Atlanta to burn it? Um, <laughs> we have but little time to rest. In less than one week's time, we must march south once again into the city of Atlanta. Another company of warbirds awaits upon our arrival, and I fear for our safety, General Ryan. General Ryan has proved to be a great leader. It's his a sports joke. His, so, his, oh. his troops support him in a way that I believe is unrivaled. <laughs> While on the attack, they are nearly unstoppable. Their defense in Atlanta, however, appears weak. And we may have the ability to exploit it. This I will it. confer with Marshal McCarthy <laughs> and hope against hope that my next correspondence finds you while I am victoriously traveling once again into the Confederate state of Texas. <laughs> I come, I come to the show to Wait, do. Did it start out, my dearest Olivia? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I come to the show to do Nerd Burger, and then yeah. you guys go into sports, and I'm always confused by it. <laughs> So I was like, is this sports now? Are we I doing sports to, for some I reason? Do, I had to do that now because in right. a week or two, it, yeah. it, having it wrap up with Atlanta doesn't really fit oh, anymore. Oh, man. Well, just like 
It's well written. Professional wrestling is really a you know a nerdy activity. Yeah. When you think about it, or it's being, or it's, being yeah. really or it's perfect into a for nerds team isn't terribly right. well. Fantasy it's football. That's, I've always said that's D and D for it's you know D and D for people who aren't nerds. You can be, you can be nerdy nerds. about anything. <laughs> Yeah. You know, anyway, it's, it's D and D for you know jocks and manly it's just re, men. It's just reskin D and D. Yeah, sorority. It's, it's or, not sorority guys, fraternity guys. It's not. It's not <laughs> wizard. It's not wizards and warriors. It's quarterbacks and receivers. Yeah, <laughs> you pick your favorites and you set them up to do battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what it is. Anywho, that's me. Uh, so, so are the Falcons good this year? Is that yeah? Because yeah. I'm hearing a lot about football right now, and that normally means that the Falcons are a good team. They're one game away from the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah. When was the last time they were at the Super I would think I was a kid the last time they were in the Super oh, Bowl. 98. Was that with the, the Broncos? Yeah. Right. The Cowboys 18 or the years ago. Broncos? And they lost, didn't they? Yeah, they lost. Is it the Broncos? I don't remember. They were something like that? Yeah. I don't I was Well, they better win. I wasn't just... living here. I don't really. <laughs> I was. There was an, that was the weekend. Uh, there was an ice storm. And I'm of the opinion right now. There was another ice storm the weekend before, and everybody completely freaked out. <laughs> and I had to bake bread bowls for my friend's Super Bowl chili party, and I couldn't find buttermilk because in the frenzy to buy all of the bread and milk, people bought everything in the like, dairy section. How are <laughs> how are people supposed to make their milk sandwiches if they don't buy all the milk and bread? It was it was against the, it was against the Broncos Super Bowl thirty three. Okay, okay. I'm of the opinion that if a city decides to build you a new stadium or ballpark you had better win games yeah well that's it's because right now this couldn't have happened at a better time for the people for you know who who the owners right i guess it's arthur blank right um who's trying to sell season tickets to that right ridiculously expensive stadium yeah <laughs> i it's that, so expensive. It's Oculus, sponsored by Mercedes Benz. That, yeah, that Oculus. <laughs> it's not like Gillette. It's all all the like, like a stubbly faced rubes in Boston Aren't... get a Gillette Stadium. <laughs> no, here we have Mercedes Benz. Yeah, okay, uh, Lambo Field. <laughs> our entire named after a guy, the founder of the team. Come on, uh, Mercedes and Benz were people <laughs> that founded car companies. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm making fun of the Patriots, the Deflatriots. God, our entire county is under construction right now, building the Braves a ballpark. They can't win a game to save their lives. <laughs> it's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon. Horrible traffic. A friend of mine is the guy is <laughs> is the guy that that won the county commission race here. That the guy the guy that set up the whole Braves deal for that that stadium they're building north of Atlanta mm-hmm. got thrown out of office over it. Oh yeah. So the guy that replaced him is a friend of mine. And oh I was, cool. I was talking to him this past week. Yeah, we know each other. Connections. All right, um, I'm going to remember this. Well, he, I mean, he wasn't uh, you know he wasn't in office when we became friends, but I was talking to him and I and I asked him like, are you going to get that stadium built on time? Because he still has to do all of the things, even though the guy right. that set it up left sure. office. Well, it has to be done, yeah. or, or it's scheduled in, to be in, done in, in time a couple for, months, yeah. for for the spring. In, 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 well, it's, it's got to be done. It's got to be done spring. for a for a concert in March. Oh, really? The, yeah, the first thing at the stadium is a Billy Joel concert, I think, in March. Ooh, but anyway, quite I asked the him. Christening. Yeah. I asked him, like, you know, is it going to be done in time? And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, the stadium's going to be done. You're not going to be able to get to it, but it's going to be done. <laughs> It's going to be a real great looking ballpark off in the distance on the horizon as you're sitting in traffic, but it's going to be done. <laughs> Wonderful. Yep. Wonderful. Uh, do we have more news or are we talking to Michael on his, do we, are we switching topics? We here? should switch topics now. Alrighty. Bring her home. Bring the show home, Michael. What do you got? Star Trek. What about it? 
I've been recently um, rewatching Star Trek Voyager, which I consider to be my Star Trek. It's the Star Trek that when I was when I was a young a young lad that was on TV every week, and uh, it's been interesting to go back and watch it again as a fully grown adult. That's so the one that me. kind of replaced Next Generation after Next Generation finished up on TV. Correct. It ran concurrently with with Deep Space Nine for a while. Okay. Well, Deep Space Nine overlapped those both of them. Those two weren't yeah. they on different networks too? Maybe I, I think don't recall. they were. They were syndicated. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. good point. They were syndicated shows. Um, but Voy- Voyager is all- so it's always been near and dear to my heart. It's been my favorite Star Trek. You know, um, you love you some Chakotay. <laughs> no, he loves him some Seven of Nine. <laughs> <laughs> The most fan servicey character of all time, <laughs> which um, large-breasted which... female Borg. Now, if you're not from, <laughs> I mean, this... all cylinders. The there, show right? wasn't going anywhere until season four when they added her. Uh, but this is this is the general outline of a Star Trek Voyager episode. The episode will start with <laughs> seven of nine in Janeway's ready room uh, <laughs> over an awkward misunderstanding with a crew member. Uh, the yeah. captain will be summoned to the bridge. Long-range sensors have detected a vastly underpowered vessel who will hail Voyager with a terse warning about violating their territory, <laughs> and they will then begin a futile attack. <laughs> Janeway will order Tuvok to hail them back with an apology. No response, but shields are holding, Captain. <laughs> 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 Lieutenant Parrish will make a snarky comment. Janeway will order Tuvok to return fire, targeting only the other ship's weapons. Now they want to talk. It's all a misunderstanding. They've been in conflict with another race for decades, and they are the real villain of the week. The villains will appear in one or two more episodes as antagonists, maybe once or twice thereafter as basically neutral Delta Quadrant aliens, then you'll never see them again. (laughs) Roll credits. That is almost every episode episode of Star Trek Voyager. Lather, rinse, repeat. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, because the premise of the show is that they've... They're transported from the Alpha Quadrant, which is where the Earth and Romulus and the Klingons and all all of them are. all the planets and races that we know in Star Trek, the Ferengi and all that. Sure. That's all the Alpha Quadrant. Sure, uh, and they're transported to the other side of the galaxy in the Delta Quadrant, and they're seventy thousand light years from home, which is like a hundred year journey or something crazy at full warp. Or... And all the, at full warp, and all they ha- all, which, and... by the way, will tear the time space continuum as established in an episode of Next Generation. Correct. High warp speeds. Like right. rip space apart. Right. Is there, they had a big environmental episode, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so the premise of the show is that they are the only Federation ship on the other side of the galaxy, and they're on. They're trying to get home. How but, did they get there? I can't even remember. To the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. They got wormholed. There. Well, it's it, it's was a, it the, not not exactly. <laughs> Kinda. It's it's an original series trope where they enc- where they basically encounter a godlike cosmic being who pulls them to the other side of space and then leaves them there. Wait, Q. Not Q. Oh, jeez. No. There's a lot of godlike cosmic howling beings right. out in the Star Trek universe. But no. they get there and then and they meet the Borg. They, that's they, where the Borg originates from, The Borg from, originated right? in the Delta Quadrant, and they have to cross over Borg space, which is where they pick up Seven of Nine. Mm-hmm. And actually, who, who the, rep- the show is heavily criticized for decaying the danger of the Borg, because especially in the second half of the series, like from season three on, they encounter the Borg all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they fought and, the Borg too much. And they constantly get away. And they constant like the Borg are just not dangerous at all by the end. I mean, an encounter with the Borg is how they have is happens right at the end of the series. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blanks for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it and so it's it's interesting because especially after first contact, the Borg were fascinating. Oh yeah. But then it gets to be where the Borg are not that much of a threat. Oh, the Borg were fascinating at um you know, Riker commanding that they fire 
on Locutus. End of, end of third episode. Oh, man. End of season. Well, it's well, true. Jeez, but then, that was like... But after <laughs> First Contact, I feel like you really get into who and well, that was the best. Are. That was the best movie Yeah, with uh, The Next Generation. Assimilate yeah. this. By Agreed. far. <laughs> <laughs> Hate that line. Warp. Hate that. this. Assimilate okay. this. Okay. Minus that line, that was the best Next yeah. Generation movie. Well, it had... Uh, it had uh, what's his name dancing on on Earth. Uh, oh, um, Zephyr Cochran. Zephyr, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kicking off the jukebox and dancing. Yeah, getting mm. drunk. Sneaking, up, sne- sneaking off and getting drunk. Peeing in the woods. Shorty yeah. <laughs> finds him with a. I built. The, I didn't build this ship to advance humankind. Built it so I can retire to an island full of naked ladies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's my future. <laughs> yeah. That, um. So anyway, the the show, uh, watching it as an adult, I'm so much more aware of all of the constant like tropes that exist, like and not in, not only in Voyager but in the Star Trek universe at large. That right. just didn't occur to me as a kid because I wasn't thinking that much about it. Sure, you know, it's just like oh, phasers and photon torpedoes and and ships flying around. That's awesome. And so I was thinking this. I've been thinking rewatching the show just about how common certain things are in in the universe of Star Trek at large. And I'm and I'm thinking forward to the new Star Trek series that CBS is working on and wondering if it will be, you know, if it'll be different, if it'll be more of the same, what does Star Trek look like in 2017? Sure. You know, but, um, one of my favorite tropes right now, especially in Voyager is the shuttle crash, (laughs) (laughs) which is, which is the inciting action to almost half of the episodes of Star Trek Voyager where the episode opens and either a shuttle crashes soon thereafter is in the middle of crashing or has already crashed and you're already on the planet. This Voyager is the only Federation ship in the Delta Quadrant. Right. They're supposed to only have two shuttlecraft. Uh-huh. They lose like 17 in the first season. Well, I was just... I mean, There's no Starbase to stop at and resupply. That's not just a Voyager thing. That's a all Star Trek thing. Well, that, and that's, what that's like kind of what we're dangerous. getting at. Yeah, like shuttlecraft yeah. are... What percentage... Uh, why would you get into one of these shuttlecraft? They <laughs> exactly. always crash. Well, what, per- exactly. what percentage of any given ship's crew is dedicated to rebuilding shuttlecraft or right. constantly manufacturing more shuttlecraft? Well, here, here's the thing, though. If you're, if you're a high-ranking officer, uh-huh. don't get into the shuttlecraft. One but would they always do. There are plenty it's of sh- all of the senior officers always on the away mission. One would assume that there there are plenty of people that just go out, you know, some astrophysicist to take some readings, just some schmo, right, with a blue uh, uniform that goes out, comes back just fine in the shuttlecraft because right. Didn't but, the, the the next generation because because if it's with, happening to everybody all the time, yeah. The, the captain's got to say something at some point. It's like, well, I've got to go. You know, <laughs> Mr. Riker, <laughs> number one, you have the bridge. I have to go uh, conduct another shuttle funeral. Right. Mm. <laughs> well, like, just, that, just, just dealing with Star Trek on, Voyager the, alone. The, the Next Generation episode with, uh, with um, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Where he was trapped in the he he put himself in the, the buffer in the, of the of the transporter, <laughs> transporter right. when he crashed he, into the Dyson sphere yeah, and, and left uh, himself there for like two hundred years or yeah, something. Yeah, and they crazy. found him yeah. and they at at the end they give him a shuttlecraft and let him go off yeah. to his retirement. I'm like, well, that's not gonna Scotty, end well. Scotty yeah. died a day later. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick quick Crashed little note again. Quick little geek geek, geek shelves mm-hmm. note. Um, that episode is called Relics. Um. My one and only snippet of um, film that I own. I actually own a, a snippet of film really? from a Star Trek Physical episode. Piece. It's in blaze. It, it's encased in, in, in this little plastic case and uh-huh. everything. It's from that episode, uh-huh. and it's a shot of. Um, it is actually Scotty. Oh, cool! In his wow. in his uniform when he's having his drink 
His in the, wait, the his, his synthahol or his, his real drink? His, well, it's it's green. You know that one, right? It's from that scene. <laughs> and he takes it to the holodeck and and pulls up the bridge of the old Enterprise. And it's just, not oh, yeah. it's not a shot of some extra walking down a corridor. It is right. Scotty in that scene. That's awesome. Yep, because that's a scene everybody remembers. Mm. Just in Voyager alone, a brief rundown of shuttlecraft. Uh, damage, damage inside a nebula. <laughs> destroyed, destroyed by the Kazon. Destroyed in temporal rift. Crashed on planet. Crashed on Earth. Cannibalized by an ex-Borg. Damaged beyond repair and crash. Recovery unlikely. Damaged in subspace vortex. Destroyed in, destroyed or vanished in the course of Kess's evolution. Destroyed by Katati vessel. Shot down and abandoned on Vori planet. Abandoned in Bomar territory. <laughs> Heavily damaged through protomatter explosion. Captured by Herogen. Possibly recovered. Suffered hull breach. Given to telepathic refugees. Crashed on planet in high gravity region. The list goes on and on and on and on. Okay. Well, I don't, most I don't of have these any, in the first two seasons. I don't have a lot of Voyager specific stuff. When you talk Trek, Trek tropes, I started putting together like my favorites of the ones that like these are things you see uh-huh. in every single run of the series. Which which and we'll go on. Um, warp core failing to eject. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad. Any any time they're under attack and they take phaser fire, number one console start exploding. Yep. Which that's another trope we'll get to. And then immediately shields go down, inertial dampeners go down, and then the warp core starts to breach, so they have to eject it. And the thing never ejects. It always (laughs) fails. The only time the warp core successfully ejects is when one of them is, like, someone is under telepathic control of someone else, and they're doing it (laughs) against the will of the people on the show. If the captain never orders the warp core to eject, somehow the ejection mechanism fails, and it can't go. That sounds like a pretty serious design flaw. You would think so, more so than the shuttle crashes. Maybe uh maybe Jordy should rig something up or he should get uh you know Dr. Leah Brahms hologram in right. there to uh to work it out. Of course, if he brought in the Dr. Leah Brahms hologram uh-huh. and and uh like increased her intelligence and capability and made her really smart so that she could figure this problem out because uh-huh. clearly clearly the best of the best in Starfleet haven't been able to, right. then she would ultimately turn evil and try to kill all of them, which is another thing you should never do on a Star Trek is never ever try to make the holodeck better at what it does. Yeah. Well, just do the thing that it normally does. Yeah. Don't try to make it better. Well, it leads us to the next trope which is which is uh security protocols Safety protocols on the holodeck failing. Because yeah. <laughs> you're in some holodeck program. Number one, I don't know why there's safety protocols in a holodeck to fail. Why would that? Why would you be able to turn those off to begin with? Why would you make it so that the holodeck can kill you? But no matter what you're doing... One word. Worf. Good point. <laughs> Which, by the way, Worf is, one of, is that character on this. There's always a character on Star Trek that is supposed to be like the warrior or the fighter yeah. or the strong one that you never actually see them fight anybody. No, you do all the they're, time. They're there so that you can constantly see them get beat up by someone else to to explain how strong that alien is. Yeah, Worf gets his ass kicked constantly. All the time. You know who doesn't get his ass kicked ever? Who? Data. Mm-hmm. Right. Data never loses a fight mm-hmm. on the entire run of the show. Until he gets killed at the end. <laughs> Last movie. <laughs> mm, he sacrificed himself. Uh, yeah, I know. He won. He did exactly what he wanted to do. And then there was a replacement for him, which hits the reset button, which yeah. is our next trope. The reset button in Star Trek, where you see an episode and the ship is destroyed, but then at the end of the episode, some kind of reset button gets hit and the, sh- and, and the ship is back. Or there's oh, a new ship. Exactly. Yeah. Over the course of Star Trek Voyager, the Vo- Voyager was destroyed like seven times. <laughs> Completely blown up in space, like six or seven times, and there was always it was always reset via time travel or exiting a time loop that resulted in the Voyager's destruction. Or weren't they stuck in a like a recursive time loop for a long time? That's yet like another the, the that's, year. It was called like the Year of Hell, or well, something. Like the, the, year, the episode was called. It was a two parter called the Year of Hell. The Year of Hell wasn't a time loop. 
it was it was a story about a year in which they're at war okay. with an alien species that has the ability to erase things from the timeline. Okay, that's what it was. And at the and and they they win and it resets the timeline. So it basically the shot is the sh- the the ship blowing up and then black space and then Voyager comes flying through the shot, you know, captain's log, stardate, whatever. And, and it's at the as end if, of the episode. And it's as if that year didn't happen. Yeah. So all, get, any, get, any get, interesting get, character development that there would right, have been from right. somebody having to survive for a year at war in the yeah. middle of nowhere, all that great character drama. You've seen, you've gone. seen people, people die. Tuvok is blinded and seven, it's seven of nine's fault. And you see her <laughs> helping like lead him around, guide him around the ship. Like there's a relationship between these two characters that develops. All of that is gone. Didn't enterprise do an entire gone. season of an alternate timeline like that. That got wiped out that. for half a season. I didn't something. watch all of Enterprise. They had the, the temporal Cold War thing. There was a whole bunch of timeline, timey wimey right. stuff, kind of stuff going on. But I don't yeah. recall. Yeah, time time travel is 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 an extreme. There's a lot of time travel in Star Trek and time loops. And time although loops I did, I do, I tempor- do temporal things. I and, do really like the episode of Next Generation called Cause and Effect, which is the one where the Enterprise blows up like five times. Right, right, right. That's one a time of, loop one episode. Of, right, it's one of the ones. One of the first times we see Rolaren. Mm-hmm. Right. Is in that episode one of the few times actually because she ended up not doing Deep Space Nine. She was supposed to be on Deep Space Nine. Ah, right. The actress didn't want to do it. Uh. Um, so they created Kira. All of these ships have main deflectors, which apparently is a device that can be, be reconfigured to solve any particular problem. Oh, here that you we go. Into. If we release an inverted intermittent tachyon pulse from the warp core and channel it through the main deflector dish, we should be able to free the Enterprise from the anomaly. Yeah. Yep. Guess which episode that's from. Is that cause and effect? Multiples. All of them. That, <laughs> episode, that line is in every single one. Yeah, that's the truth. No there's like six words you can just switch around. Yeah. The main <laughs> deflector has been reconfigured at times to ex- extend shields around another ship. Yep. It's been, it, it was adapted by Borg drones to send a, a message out to the Delta Quadrant. It was it was adapted to fire a super powerful phaser for no apparent reason. Yeah, tachyons are like the WD forty of the, yeah. the Star Trek tachyons universe. Are, tachyons and the deflector dish it does everything. Which I think the idea is that somehow it's the device that prevents space dust from destroying the ship, like yeah, it sure. deflects space debris at warp travel. But somehow it can be used for absolutely any possible need. Well, my understanding is that it does it does generate the shields as well. Sure, it's the central point for generating the right the overall shields. Um, when they ground future events in reality by using a list containing two things which have happened and one thing that hasn't, <laughs> meaning like, oh, it's it's uh, like uh, Colum- when Columbus landed in America and World War Two and, and Kronig landing thing. on Tarmac Three. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. That what? happened in the 22nd yeah. century. Yeah. So that it's ground. <laughs> so that you know this is grounded oh, in reality. And it. I'll <laughs> say, uh, it, right. And um, human history. If there's any, if it. They'll they'll talk about human history and they'll talk about like the eugenics wars and the different things that happened between like our time and right. when Starfleet is happening. But if it, if it's any character that has any sort of appreciation for anything culturally, mm-hmm. it's got to be from the 1800s or before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's well, Lieutenant Paris in Voyager was a big fan of like of like 1950s to 1990 America. So there's okay. a lot of like they, they retro tweaked with American that a little stuff. bit, and they went so far as in the in the new Star Trek movies they had uh, uh, what was the in the it was at the in the third one, most recent one, um, the J.J. Abrams. They actually reboot? the J.J. Yeah, in, in the movies they actually play, and it's not just an, a soundtrack. It's 
the character oh, it's, plays it's, it's the, the music. So, it's the song that, de- de- that destroys the plays, alien Yeah, it, the they, alien play, fleet. they play the mu- <laughs> Beastie Boys sabotage. Yeah. This is the, and the character is doing this. Yeah. It's not. It's like that's, it's that, that is the frequency that will destroy all of the alien ships for no apparent reason. <laughs> oh, God. Really? Uh, um, <laughs> it's not quite that, but go. <laughs> the crude but accurate simplifications after whatever techno babble people say. Right. Like, you know, like reconfigure tachyons in the main deflector dish to emit a, a neutrino burst. And, oh, like putting too much air in a balloon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, you mean like a honeypot? Yes, exactly. That's, that's like how you have to explain it to Ice-T right. on uh, <laughs> Law & Order S- <laughs> You mean like when someone drinks too much alcohol? <laughs> or when someone bets too much on the ponies? <laughs> or when someone... <laughs> Future you space mean, physics for dummies. You mean, uh, you mean this guy gets off on little girls? Uh, yeah, ice. Right. That's called pedophilia, and it's something you're going to have to get used to working for the special victims unit. <laughs> they said to him in the 10th season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and there always has to be a Vulcan in the room that, that, that goes, crude. What accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, play the play the first link. Okay. The fra- th- this is just the phrase some kind of. No, 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 no not that one. The other link. Right, broken. The, the other link. Yeah, that one. As a matter of fact, I seem to be observing some kind of problem. Some kind of problem. Some kind of a problem. Some kind of communications problem. Some kind of communications device some form of communication some type of communication <laughs> is there some kind of alien communication all right some now play the next one some type of alien some sort of alien so, so that's the premise they, they use the phrase some kind of to describe sure. things a lot now play the next one <laughs> this is to make it fun fun will now commence some kind of like some kind of <laughs> some kind of some kind of some kind of it appears to be some kind of just pass through some kind of you're engaging in some kind of 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 what you can't tell from, from just listening to the video is that judging by Janeway's haircut, all of these are from like the first two seasons of Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> this is just like the first 40 episodes of the show. Well, when you're stuck yeah, in the Delta like Quadrant, you're often coming, against, right. coming up against some kind of thing you don't understand. Which, by the way, judging by how the galaxy is, the Delta Quadrant is not adjacent to the Alpha Quadrant. The Beta Quadrant is in between. So looking at like the distance that they jumped during the show, by season six, they should be in the Beta Quadrant. But they're not. They're constantly in the Delta Quadrant until they hit the Alpha Quadrant. Hmm. We just ignore the Beta Quadrant altogether. No, they're just, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of political upheaval in the Beta Quadrant. The borders are constantly changing. <laughs> you can't really keep track of that stuff. They're disputing. The Beta I'm, people say it's over here. The Alpha people say it's over there. Well, the irony is that I'm fairly certain that the story about the Beta Quadrant is that really there's nothing, like, there's not much there. Like, nobody's really there. Nothing really happens. Right. So, like, so like there's the Gamma Quadrant where the, uh, uh, the the um, the Dominion come in through the wormhole in Deep Space Nine, so they control the gamma. They're like the the Bizarro Federation. Then there's the Alpha Quadrant that we know, and the Delta Quadrant is like the Wild West. But like the Beta Quadrant, is supposedly nothing. There's just nothing going on there. 
Just the boring quadrant. Do we That's all thus beta? Do we all? Yeah, there B. we go. <laughs> do we all enjoy uh, the uh, the simplification, the oversimplification of every race that they ever come across into one particular aspect of it? Their whole civilization is based off of one. Klingons are warriors, right? Vulcans are uh, logical. Romulans are dynastic. Well, it's it's the the civilization. Ferengi are capitalists. <laughs> the civilization. Bajorans are spiritual, on... and Cardassians are Nazis. Right, right. <laughs> every every planet they cross is based on like one single concept of of human civilization, really. Yeah. And the whole planet is based. Well, it's on not it. much different from Star Wars, and like every planet right. has just one climate. One climate. <laughs> well, it's also it's also. Um, it's that. It's also how entire planets are represented by like little little villages of people in huts, and also that when the, when the Enterprise or Voyager the ship comes by and they say hail the planet, and the leader of the entire civilization just appears on the view screen, like he's just sitting there waiting to t- receive hails from passing ships. <laughs> this is the leader of our people. Hail him. Mm-hmm. What do you want, Captain? <laughs> Nothing better to do all day yeah. on an entire planet. Hi, I'm the leader. <laughs> <laughs> I just happen to be right here. It's like the president in the Oval Office just fielding calls yeah. from ships at sea. <laughs> like, I wasn't what do you want? doing anything important. <laughs> hey, I, thought uh, the, I thought the Cardassians were uh, unintelligent and self-involved. Uh, Cardassians. S is S, not S-H. Oh, oh, Kardashian. Oh, right. The ones with the, the, the neck. Yeah, thing. I'm, I'm helping oh, you okay. with the low-hanging yeah. fruit. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Hoping you reach up and grab that. <laughs> Oh man, um, inertial in, inertial dampeners failing at like the first sign of trouble, so that the so that the crew just has to like shake around on the set, yeah. while they like it, while they yeah. rock the camera back and, like, and forth. Inertial inertial dampeners, shields and weapons all going down, but artificial gravity is still fine. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> every uh, every series, uh, um, name your uh, name your character that is human but not. <laughs> right and that is on a quest for becoming human or right. or is, is questioning what it yeah. is to be human or that they're they're Spock, data mm-hmm. that they're Odo, a, that they're a the hybrid doctor, they're a hybrid nine. of two different species and yet somehow one of the genomes didn't like take over the other like they're both equally they're just half klingon and half this so the ridges are just a little less oh yeah, yeah yeah it's <laughs> not like they're human or klingon no genetics in star trek is dominant or, or exactly re- recessive it's a perfect it's all, mix it's of all, both it's all perfect they're all perfectly yep well and they to, to be fair and they all, you know, all aliens are just humans with bumps. Right. Um, yeah. Or, or bumps with bumps or spots. They try to explain it at one point in during, a, during next, next Generation. In a next Generation yeah, episode yeah, in yeah. six or seven season, they go so far as to lampshade the idea it's by like having a, an entire episode. It's like a master species. There yeah. was a some proto race or something that seeded its DNA mm-hmm. in the center of the galaxy. And, and they look and like... They when look everything like... blew up and all the stardust <laughs> went everywhere, all that... DNA, DNA went all of us, and, then, and yeah. they they're made to look like and all the, the, the all the aliens, the template character in a video game. Before you start moving the sliders <laughs> yeah. around to uh-huh. customize it, <laughs> they're just the base. In D and D terms, they are a doppelganger. You know, they're just right. they're just gray, featureless yeah. humanoid. Mm-hmm. How about the Enterprise being the only ship in range of whatever's happening? Like the beginning, <laughs> like the beginning of Star Trek Generations when they're in orbit around the planet Earth, and for some reason, the Enterprise is the only ship in range to go and help. <laughs> it's like there being absolutely no ships in one of our military harbors and just the one experimental ship has to go out and fight the battle give me give me a, a name for a uh not one that exists in the show that you can think of but just like name name a get, come up with a name for a ship on on star trek the uss uh, 
Confidant. The Confidant. Okay. Now we're going to follow the voyages of the USS Confidant, which is filled with all the people who um, are highly skilled, highly trained, and ready at a moment's notice, but are always just out of range of some other ship to get right. there first, so they never get a chance to beat the heroes. <laughs> right. They always come rolling in just after everything's wrapped up. Oh, they find some haggard way of solving the problem. Yeah, and they've got and everything works for them. Yeah. We, we've been double checking our, our our car ejector works fine. We're good to go if we got to do we that. We have a full complement of shuttlecraft. They've Shields. all had their tune up. We've got five hundred and eighty shuttle shuttlecraft. The whole ship is made of shuttlecrafts. Oh man, uh, how about we are one hundred percent sure that our transporter is working perfectly, and our uh, actually our holodeck is our captain. Right. So we're sure that our captain is really is really fact, really smart. The whole way here, we were ejecting our warp core and reinserting it with our shuttlecraft. <laughs> We did it like 30 times. Uh, at warp nine. And by the way, our sh- at warp nine, our ship doesn't tear up space. Right. This is one of my favorites. Uh, crew member and random species are kidnapped and have to work together despite cultural differences. Yeah. Like Jordy and the Romulan or probably the most famous Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Yeah. Chaka when the walls fell. Um, Chaka <laughs> when the walls fell. <laughs> which I uh, actually take issue with that episode to this day. I know it is a favorite of many, many people, but mm-hmm. I don't believe you can have, you can't have metaphor without language. That mm. whole lang their, their whole language is built on metaphor. What does with mean? Right. You got to have, there's got to be a, a semblance of language before you can tell me what, you know, Jalard and, you know, what does and mean? Jalard, Jal- what is it? Jalard and Darmok and Jalard, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what does and mean? Can you can you give me a, a, a an answer to what the word and means that is only spoken in metaphor? Mm, no, you have no. to describe it with language, but it's a, it's still a great episode. Have you guys seen these YouTube videos where it's uh, like how Europeans hear American English movies? <laughs> no. And it's like it's like a scene where people are speaking English but it's in total gibberish. Sure. And you recognize all the words and you can kind of recognize the context but the words don't make any sense. They're just English words. And it's it's supposed to be like simulating how it would feel to be like a French speaker, but watching an English movie, huh? Yeah. Mean American. I mean, well, I mean, I'm a movie in English. You know? Yeah, well, I can do that with just I can watch a French movie without subtitles yeah. or dubbing, and just you right. know, I can kind of. It's weird to you hear, get a gist of what's going on, but it's weird to hear it like in your language. It's just it's yeah. but it's just gibberish, I suppose. Yeah. So there is a there is a new Star Trek series in the works, mm-hmm. and there's a couple mm-hmm. of details that are out about it now. It's called Star Trek Discovery. And it's another prequel series. Oh boy, what it time takes, period is this? It takes place uh, sometime after the original series. Okay, because it's based on an event that is discussed in the original series, but has never been explored in Star Trek television. And that's all that that they've said about it. It's something in the original series that they mention, but has never really been fully explored. So it takes. So it's 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 pre. 24th century Star Trek. It's pre next generation. It's pre the, you know, the next, next gen deep space nine Voyager, that Mm -hmm. thing. But it is, it is the, uh, original television universe. It's not the, you know, the Abrams verse or anything like that. It is supposedly, uh, Spock's father, Sarek is going to be a character on the ship. And they seem to have cast him. The star of the show will not be the captain of the ship. It will be the first officer. It'll be the holodeck. What? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it will be the uh the the first officer will be the the protagonist of the show it won't it won't be us you know in the captain's ready room all the time yeah um and it's played by the the actress that plays sasha on the walking dead i think 
Really? Oh yeah, that's right. I might be mis- so, I may be so mixing Nikola that up. So Martin Green. Yep. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She's been cast. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got the lead. They say there have been six series, all from the captain's perspective, and it felt get like bitten pretty soon. Yeah, it felt <laughs> or like shot for in the head this or something for this new iteration or of baseball Trek. Baseball batted. Yeah, we need to look at life on a Starfleet vessel from a new perspective. Was the idea a slightly new perspective? Yeah. Couldn't pick the engineer or <laughs> apparently the there will be men or the cook. <laughs> there will be regular <laughs> cast members who are crew members of a uh, on Klingon ships. I would like to uh, follow the adventures of the quartermaster. <laughs> who takes care of the ship's the, stores the guy that, or the guy that loads the torpedo tubes yeah some petty officer <laughs> torpedo petty petty officer torpedo guy yeah. so, um, what you, so, so what's this episode about uh, I sit around and wait for us to get into a fight and if we do I put the torpedo in the tube yeah <laughs> why doesn't why can't the uh, ship do that automatically <laughs> I don't know. We, we can't just we see, we can't seem to get it to work. We can eject our warp core though. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, it broke. Never mind. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Thank you, Michael. Yep. Oh, will, I will, will you oh, guys, oh, oh. will you guys be subscribing to the CBS on demand service to get the new Trek series? Nope. Yeah, me neither. That is going to get pirated like nobody's <laughs> business. Because the first two seasons are going to suck because of Star Trek. It's got to be the it'll be the third season before it gets good. Speaking of new Trek things <laughs> new trek city <laughs> <laughs> am i my brother's keeper <laughs> yes i am <laughs> remember the 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 fan film that got crowdfunded mm-hmm. and then the, the, there was a giant lawsuit because cbs decided hey, oh wait is, a minute this is too good no yeah <laughs> you did too good of a job if you did a crappy one we'd be fine yeah we didn't, were, didn't we're, wasn't tuvok in that or something like the actor that played tuvok i don't, I don't was know, in I don't it. know. Somehow. Well, they released like a like a, a short mm-hmm. film, yeah. kind of like as a as a proof of concept. Like this is what it's going to look like. Sure, this is how this is the quality level, and that was what CBS saw and was like, hey, uh, no, <laughs> that looks too that looks too good. That looks like what we do." Mm-hmm. Um, so they sued them. CBS did, and they have finally settled Paramount and CBS with Axanar Productions. And Axanar is the name of the project. Um, the parties did not disclose all the details of the settlement, of course, which is sealed from the public record, but a joint statement uh, noted that the defendants acknowledged that both films were not approved by Paramount, this is the short film and the longer film, uh, by Paramount or CBS, and that both works cross boundaries acceptable to CBS and Paramount relating to copyright law. Um, although they said that they are not actually paying CBS or Paramount anything, um, what they have to do is uh, make substantial changes. <laughs> to the the crowdfunded film um so now instead of a feature length film it's being split into two 15 minute shorts oh that will be posted on youtube without advertising from which axanar cannot earn any revenue <laughs> ouch jeez <laughs> so they're basically doing a two-part half hour <laughs> you know what they could have done story that right. it goes in that that builds on the 20 minute one that they've already done you know what they could do hmm they could just have George Lucas got some time on his hands, right? Mm-hmm. Just have him come in and, and just just barf CGI all over it, yeah. and it'll look significantly <laughs> unlike Star Trek. Right? That they can go ahead with it. Had walkie talkies instead of phasers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Steven Spielberg. Uh, That's Drew Barrymore. Is what that is. 
Although she's in a movie or in a TV show on Netflix coming up called Santa Clarita Diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what it's about? No. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> okay. She's on a diet. She uh, she has to change her eating habits. Okay. It's a zombie show. <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Is that about the do yeah. it for us? Yeah, I guess so. Thanks for having me, guys. Always love doing the show thank with you, Michael. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Getting our trek on. <laughs> Mike, where can they find us? Uh, they can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com, at NerdBurgerShow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, NerdBurgerShow at gmail.com. And uh, you can go to NerdBurgerGames.com for game stuff and DriveThroughRPG.com to buy a copy of Mergers and Acquisitions and make me some fat cash! <laughs> I need some music behind this when I get there. You'll understand when I get there. In the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig encounter some kind of, 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 That was some kind of an episode. There's an episode title.